Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. I'm Lisa and I am your host today. And I am joined by two of my co-hosts today. I have Christina and Katie. Hello, ladies. Hello. And we're waving to Tandy, who is off on holiday in South Africa, but who is still doing editing for us. So hello. And uh, we're waving at you too. But uh, we are really excited about today's topic because we were really sort of uh, trying to think what's a good topic, but that doesn't require too much research because we do do like, you know, we do like to do some of those research heavy ones, but this one is going to be all our thoughts. And we have thoughts and opinions on this topic. But before we get to it, I'm going to first say our usual spiel. Uh, thank you for continuing to follow us on all of the socials. We are at Beer Ladies Pod, most of the places. We are on Twitter. We are on Mastodon. We are on YouTube. We are even on TikTok occasionally. Um, and of course, you can go to our link tree to find out how to buy us a coffee or a pint. Uh, you can also buy some of our cool merch, which we've seen on some people in the wild. And that was very exciting. But uh, I have to say again, drumroll, this week's topic, we're going to go ahead and dive right into that. But first, what are we drinking? So Katie, I'll start with you. I have I'm still going through the leftover beers from Christmas. <laughs> I have Naughty and oh. Nice Vocation. So this is from their Celebrations range. This is based obviously on the Malteser. Or, nice. as they, or as they call it, it's a creamy milk chocolate stout with malted milk honeycomb sphere flavor. And I'm <laughs> like, how does a honeycomb sphere taste different from any other shape of honeycomb? I don't know. Oh, That's huh. not. Anyway, yeah, obviously it has a flavor. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's very good. And Christina, what yeah. do you have? Um, so I know nothing about this brewery or anything about this beer when I saw it, but I just saw the can and bought the beer and then figured out what kind of beer it was later because <laughs> look at this can. Oh my goodness. Wow. Folks at home, there, there's, there's aliens. There's, there's all the stuff and it looks like it might even glow in the dark. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm definitely saving this can for later because it's just really cool. So it's Omnipolo, okay. Zodiac, um, India Pale Ale. And I have heard of Omnipolo, but I don't really know anything about them. I'm sure everyone will now school me about them. Because, you know, <laughs> why don't you know anything about them? Sorry, I don't. I have no idea. Um, but again, you know, really just bought this for the can? 
we've all been there, right? I mean, yeah. Sometimes it happens. I mean, for me, I'm a sucker. If they put a stormtrooper, any kind of Star Wars thing on it, I'll buy it. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's good or bad, you know. But say if I'd seen that, I'd have done the same. That's a that's a fun can. So yeah, Omnipolo, they're they're fun. But yeah, I, I'm the same. I feel like I I've had them here and there. Um, I know they're Scandinavian, and but that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. So yeah. I know they're Scandinavian, and they're usually expensive. Yeah, we may come back to that for our Eurovision episode, but just know that that's coming. We're not ready for that yet, but we'll we'll get on that. Don't don't you worry. That's yes. yeah. And um, what are you drinking, Lisa? And I have uh, the Ballycavan Millhouse IPA. That's their session IPA. So uh, always a fan of everything from Ballycavan. And I thought this would be a good one for a school night where uh, not too crazy. So uh, keeping it keeping it low key, but it is uh, really hitting the spot. So all that said, we've got all these different beers, but really what we want to talk about tonight is what makes a great pub. So we, we've, you know, we've had a lot of thoughts and feelings and ideas and, um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly link in the show notes to the, the famous George Orwell moon underwater essay. If anyone wants to see what George Orwell thought made a great pub in 1946, but I think hopefully times have moved on. There are still some interesting points there, but before we started recording, we, we developed a, a list of categories that we think are very important to go through review and say, what in here really makes a pub stand out and really makes you want to keep going back there and have that become your local. So, Katie, what is first on the list? What is first? I think I'm going to go through these in random order. Oh, I? I like it. <gasps> I like it. Because there isn't really. There isn't really an order to it. So I'm going to start with decor. Ooh, decor. And I know, Christina, you had some thoughts. Why don't you kick us off? Okay. So listen, I was in this sushi place in Fairview, and the name is going to escape me at the moment. And they had these projectors, like their walls were blank, and they were projecting like under the sea onto the walls. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I would literally stay there for hours just watching the under the sea. Um, so like, I like really eclectic kind of decor. I like visual stimulation. Like I, I want to like look around and see new things and wonder what that is. And so I love that kind of stuff in a pub. I like, we'll go back to a pub on purpose if the decor is really unique and it says something about you know, the people that own it or the people that work there or the brewery that it's attached to. I'm really, really, really drawn to that. And I will absolutely go back to a pub that has really cool decor. Here, here. How about you, Katie? Yeah, um, decor is important. It has to feel kind of inviting. You don't want something that has come from, I don't know, a design house and it's very stark and minimalist and has no character. You know, I'm not, you know, those yeah. ones that are too, too cool for school, but I'm not, I'm obviously not cool enough for them, <laughs> for their decor. You know, those ones, I don't know, with like concrete slabs as tables. and. Yeah, I, I think there's a way to be modern without it feeling cold and un uninviting. There's a exactly. It's the cold yeah. and uninviting that you want. You want to feel welcomed and you want to feel like, ooh, I'm walking into a nice place here and, I, and I'm feeling like I'm feeling cocooned by the decor. It's like it's drawing me in, not making yeah. me want to put on a jacket. 
Yeah, and you also want it to feel intentional and like it all goes together. And that sounds so pretentious. But what I mean is like, I have definitely been into pubs where it feels like the the decor is a party theme and not mm. like the actual decoration of the pub. It feels like they just decorated it for whatever and it just doesn't work really well. And it feels cold and lonely and you just, you don't really want to stay. Whereas I've been to pubs where it's like, all different kinds of things in the walls from you know decades different decades but it works it goes together and it makes sense so I think you just kind of have to think about things and how they fit together and I know when you're starting out with the pub like oh my gosh it's the last thing you want to do but I think it really is important yeah and, and I think especially like, like you said it doesn't have to be one particular style but it has to still feel intentional but I think you know we, we've all been into one of those places whether it's like in a, like in an American Applebee's or something where then it feels fake or some of the Irish mm. pubs or some of the Irish pubs you come across. And, and again, I have to say, I'm not going to name the place, but there is one near me that has just been redone. And it's like, why do I have a fake Irish pub in the middle of Dublin? Like, why? Like nothing about it feels organic or like part of that. It's like they got it out of a kit and you're like, why? Yeah. You know, it's, Obvi it's obviously for the American tourists. It must be. It must be. It's just a bit, it's just a bit embarrassing. But at the same time, like, I feel like you can, you know, completely redo your place, but put in a snug. It doesn't have to look yoldy or anything. It can just be a little space. And, you know, I, I do like a pub that's got some of those little sort of places you can, you know, s you know, sneak off with a small group or go for that solo pub. So, or that's that solo pint. I think it's, it's nice to have some different spaces. And, and I think again, from the decor, I think you can have some real contrast too. Like if you have like the public bar on one side, or maybe you have a lounge upstairs, maybe something can be super ultra modern and something else feels sort of crumbly and, you know, um, but in a good way, I think it's, it's again, it's like, does it feel inviting? Does it seem intentional? And I think even if it is old and, you know, does it feel like it's at least been kept up though? Not that it's going to like fall down around you or, you know, how, how sort of cut, you know, trigger an asthma attack. You want to have a, a happy medium. So, but, but I think that's the thing. There's no one particular one I know in the moon underwater essay like um you know he says um uncompromisingly victorian and i feel like you know if you go into to, to pick on one because we're allowed to pick on a chain like to pick on like a weatherspoons where you get that fake victorian kind of feel and that's what they're going for i mean they they have pubs called the moon underwater because of this um you know it's like but it, it doesn't feel real it's one thing if it comes by that authentically but when it just feels like it's from a kit you're like so I think we, we keep saying authenticity. That's what I'm hearing from decors. It can be yeah. different things, but it needs to feel like it belongs. Yeah. And it wants you. It wants you to come in and mm, hang out. I think we're going to keep coming back to this as a, yeah. as a theme. Excellent. Yeah. So that's, that's decor. Katie, what's next? Next, I'm going to move on to chairs slash seating. Oh. And in my old age, I will say <laughs> I'm a sucker for a comfortable seat be it a nice chair, a bit of a, a bit of a lounge, a sofa, whatever. Love a nice seat. And you know, those pubs where they intentionally have too few seats or they mm -hmm, might, mm -hmm. they have standing tables with no chairs around them. And it's just like, no, come on. I'm, and, and I will say, I'm going to use this opportunity to say, yeah, the pubs that I used to enjoy going to in my twenties are not necessarily the same type of pubs that I enjoy going to now. Like, yeah. Obviously, as you grow and as you age and as your your needs change, um, you look for different things in 
a pub. So if you want to go to a place, a disco bar, go to a disco bar. Definitely. You know, but I'm of an age now where I'm beyond the disco bar stage, mm. I think. And I do. Something cozy, something, something welcoming. Yeah, you don't want to have a sore back or <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same, but but I do like when you've got that variety where at least you know, I like it that they have a couple of like sofas or comfy chairs. And again, maybe that's off in the snug or in some other area. But but then when you have your, you know, your sort of regular tables and seats, you want those chairs to be comfortable as well. They don't have to match. They don't have to be, you know, a specific look or anything, but you want them to be, you know, functional and that you could sit there for a while, you know, chatting and all of the things. And I, but I, I think it's, and you're absolutely right. There's, you know, there's, there's room for all of those other things. Cause you know, we want different things at different times and that's, that's all good. But I, I, I feel like I was, you know, sort of, uh, prematurely curmudgeonly because even when I was like you know 1920 I was like I just want to sit down with a book at my pint and you know have a comfy seat so I, I think there's always been a place for that but uh, obviously you can see that sometimes you, know, you might need event space and that that happens too but comfy seating how about you Christina no yeah it's not negotiable it has to be comfortable mm -hmm. if it's not comfortable I'm out like literally we'll leave in about 30 seconds. I am grumpy about this. I am a grumpy <laughs> old man who yells at cloud about this. Like I need to be comfortable. I am entirely too old to be going to places that like, ugh, no, no, mm -mm. no. Yeah. And, and I will even say, so bar stools. Oh my mm. God. If they're the wooden ones and you have the, the what do you call it padding on them oh yeah better yeah. and if they have a back as well even oh, better even, even better even better and and actually i know this might go under decor but it also sort of goes to seating if there's a hook to put your your coat or like yes. your handbag thank you the deer's head in belfast gorgeous like custom made they must be hooks where they look like deer's heads and they're beautiful so i'm like something functional can be beautiful and more of that, please. That's just, especially, you know, it rains here all the time. You you know, you want to put your raincoat somewhere and not have it like on the back of your chair if you don't have to and be stumbling over it. So, but I do think it those, goes with seating. Those hooks make a huge difference. And this is kind of with seating as well. We'll probably circle back to this, but like, so when I was growing up, my grandmother was in a wheelchair and we would go out to restaurants and stuff like this. And one of the big things about seating is making sure that you have tables that are at a certain level, the yeah. wheelchair users, easily access this was something that was an issue like when I was with my grandma we got to eat in restaurants what a place where you can pull the chair out and that you know she could fit it I mean I'm sure that there's different things now than what it was when I was growing up but that was really important and I think that's thing something that people need to consider because sometimes the tables are too high or they're yeah. way too low um so I think you know keeping that in mind is also really important because I know that that was something that we looked for when I was growing up and also, yeah, I I feel like, you know, booth-like seating is very difficult for, for wheelchair users as well, because you're stuck. You, you There's nowhere to put a wheelchair because you're in a booth. There's no chair to pull away. And Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I've seen some of the, the places that have been redone more recently where you might have the booth on one side, but then a chair on the other. So at least yeah. you can move the chair and that that will help accommodate that. But yeah, you do definitely see places where just the accessibility is not there. And I know we're going to keep coming back to it when we get to like bathrooms and, and things like that. But I, I think it's, you know, it, it can be difficult to retrofit places to make sure they are accessible, but equally you, you, you need to do it. You don't want to be mm -hmm. keeping people out of your place. You want it to be welcoming and you want people to feel 
like, you know, like they're meant to be there. So make sure everyone's welcome. Yeah. And I, is this se- oh, segueing onto except, like bathrooms? You mentioned Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Perfect segue. Oh, bathrooms. So especially especially women's bathrooms, especially women's bathrooms. Just yes. Go for it, Katie. Oh, well, number one is accessibility. So yes. I think I find all a lot of places in Dublin, the, the bathrooms are downstairs or they're upstairs. Not great if you're on wheels. And not great if you've had a few too many drinks and you're trying to stay upright either. Like, I mean, they're like miles downstairs. It's like three flights downstairs and like, no, it's, it's, and I know that it's the old buildings and that's how they are and stuff, but really, and this is one of the things that I noticed when we went to Rascals and I really, really liked is they have a fully accessible bathroom on just the, you know, the ground floor of the place and it's actually accessible. It's big. You know, they've really been intentional about that. And it was one of the things I noticed and one of the things I really appreciated when I went to Rascals and I saw that. So more of that, please. (laughs) Um, It's just considering all of your customers. Um, And like on on the back of that, please make sure that there's enough toilet roll, that there's soap, that they're being cleaned on a regular basis because I've gone to pubs and the, the pub outside of the bathroom is lovely clean it's really nice it's fine you go to the bathroom and it looks like something exploded yeah yeah and we've all seen those and and sometimes it's in the most unexpected places where like you said the rest of it's beautiful and then you're like oh really yeah and the doors the locks don't work on the doors or something like that and the hand dryers don't work so then you end up with your drippy hands waiting for it's like do I wait for someone to come out of the toilet so I can dry my hands with toilet tissue and it'll just melt all over my hands and oh, yeah, yeah. N- nice locks are also important as someone who is like paranoid about getting locked in the bathroom can we actually have nice locks like not like ones that like get stuck and are like hard to move and then they they no oh uh, yeah we don't all carry cans of wd-40 around with <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 so yeah bathrooms are really important um also maybe more of them like would also be great um but yeah clean accessible and i will say um as a as a not a skinny milink like a little bit of room to negotiate <laughs> sometimes it's good because you can have a bathroom where you go in and in order to like close the door you have to practically stand on top of the toilet seat do you have you ever come across oh, yeah. that yeah oh, and yeah you're like, you're like jesus christ how do how who designed this bathroom how am i supposed to fit in here i don't know well and they no. also will sometimes have like the trash can next to the toilet and everything so like it doesn't even like you just you have no matter what size you, have to, you like, are back you, you yourself have to, in yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not well designed. It's not well thought of. Yeah. And, and I think too, to go, to go, you know, those are all the basics that just should be there, but then you can also go a few steps beyond if you also make sure that they're stocked with different things for different people. So whether there's like period products or whether there are things for like, you know, changing diapers, like I've been in yeah. some tap rooms that have amazing, like, you know, the just both facilities where it's in for, you know, whether it's a unisex toilet or whether it's at least in both like the men's and women's where there's not an assumption that it's only going to be women going in and dealing with kids. It's, it's great if you go and you're like, oh, they've thought about it when you've run out of like wipes or something just, Mm -hmm. 
you know, it, you're just like, oh, they care. They thought about this and wanted to like look after you as yeah. a customer. So I think, you know, those are like, you get like, I don't want to say you should get bonus points for it because it would be nice if everyone did it. But since everyone doesn't do it yet right now, like bonus points. So Exactly. Dads, dads go to the pub with their children and some of Absolutely. those children are little girls. And are you going to bring a little, let's, let's say a five-year-old girl to the male bathroom like some of those are gross some of those are gross Mm, you know I don't know yeah so yeah family bathroom and also I really liked in when we were down in crew in Limerick they have period products yes yeah well and that's that's the other thing because you know people who have periods aren't just women so like having that accessible in like a unisex bathroom is also really important yeah, I would also call it like uh, Optimism Brewing in Seattle. They're, they're a wonderful tap room and they just have a great bathroom setup where it's it's all, you know, uh, whatever gender, but there's stuff for everyone. There's great hand washing for everyone. Like it, it just, it's a really nice, really inclusive setup. And they also have, and again, this might be in our miscellaneous category. They also have a little kids play area. So again, that's like everyone is catered for and no one feels left out. But but yes, clean bathrooms, at least people, like clean, accessible um we would love the rest too. Yeah, we would love, love the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Where are we now? Random category. What's next? Ooh, let's see. Let's see. Lighting. Oh, this is, this is a big one for atmosphere. Christina, you have, you have thoughts and feelings. You start. I have lots of thoughts about this because this is again an accessibility thing like it's something that you want to consider for your like neurodivergent customers and stuff like that. A lot of them don't like really, really bright lights. Um, or equally, like some people might be sensory seeking, so might want really cool lighting um, and that kind of stuff. So it's something that you might want to consider when you're planning out the design, maybe not having huge bright lights over top and having like different kinds of lighting, like really cool mood lighting and that kind of thing. Um, equally for myself, I don't like really bright lights over top <laughs> and I like really cool lighting. So I'm actually maybe inspecting for myself a little bit. But hey. <laughs> Um, so I like really cool lighting. Like I have the Philips Hue lights in my house and I'm obsessed with them. Um, but I do think lighting makes a massive difference, not too dark and not too light. Cause you don't want to see it. You can't see, you know, your face and you can't see your drink and you can't see the person you're with, but you don't want it so bright that it's offense. Like it just, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just not nice. Yeah. What about you, Katie? Yeah, I think so. It And it depends on, on, on I suppose, the pub's activity, because if you're doing food, mm-hmm. obviously, you're going to need to be able to see your food. You have to read the menu to order. Um, but I do like in the evenings, I like I like a little bit of ca- some candles on the table or even LEDs. You know, they're they're maybe a bit safer and cheaper. Um, yeah, I have been in pubs where people's hair have caught fire from candles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. No, I, 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 I love them. I think they're very, very atmospheric. I don't, yeah, I don't like, I don't mind bright, um, maybe in a place where it's intentional for a purpose. But if you're, if you're going to kind of go into um, a pub as a, as a bit of an escape from other places, I think, yes, yeah, subtle lighting is nice. Obviously, if you want to go in there to read a book, you need the light yeah. to be bright enough to read a book, but maybe if as different areas, like a, a quieter area somewhere with with slightly different lighting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel I think I'm the same. I think I do tend to go for slightly darker than I would at home, for example, but just so it feels cozy and 
but but equally, you're right. Like you you know, because I've certainly been to places where I'm like having to get my phone out to read the tap list or whatever, and that's then it's gone too far in that you know in that direction. But yeah, I think there is a there's a happy medium. But I think again, if you've got different spaces within your pub and you can you know have have you know a warm light over here and a cooler light over here, and I do think yeah. that is a really nice way to kind of balance it out and create different atmospheres. So hedge your bets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. I like make it affordable idea. make it affordable i know that's so yeah. that sort of thing is very expensive at the moment so we we understand but that's uh that's maybe something too to say you know what we're going to turn off a third of our lights at the moment to save some money and just see if it's still if it still works uh or maybe it just makes it atmospheric who knows or it depends like we have to fill up two bulbs and they're an expensive upfront cost but we haven't had to replace bulbs since we got them and we got yeah. them five years ago wow wow um, and you can turn them down so they use like less. I don't know, but like they've saved us a lot of electricity and they've saved us a lot of money, like That's overall. Awesome. Um, so you know, even at your house, I know they're expensive, but I do recommend them. That's really cool. Yeah, I was so we obsessed with them. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. And, and I, I'm going to go back to your idea too about the sushi place with like you know the the projections and the lighting. Like I think there's. I feel like you don't see that a lot at pubs yet, but I, I feel like I've certainly been to, again, maybe some tap rooms that are experimenting in that space. So I think there's there's oh. room to room to go there. Yeah. You know who has cool lighting circling back? It's Rascals again. They had that yeah. the rainbow rascal sign at their That's pub true. And I was just staring at that. I, like I love <laughs> all that kind of like color and eclectic stuff. I was definitely entranced. But yes, I love that kind of stuff. Cool. Very good. And you know what? We've been given, we've been a lot of shout outs to Rascal. I'm going to bring them down a notch or two in the next topic. Okay. We're going to talk talk about music. Hmm. Okay. No, fair. (laughs) I I was at a beer festival there, lovely. And the music was very good. It was great music. I just just very loud (laughs) talked to people because it was a little bit too loud. And I did ask for it to, well, actually, a nice, kind gentleman another old timer like ourselves <laughs> asked them could they turn it down and they did for like two minutes and then yeah. but the music is very good and maybe it's just yeah. me and I'm getting old and can't hear people but I like to have a conversation when I'm out yeah. and obviously I'm at that stage of life because you know other times you don't really want to have a conversation you're just out like trying to catch someone's eye <laughs> music and do a bit of dancing and stuff but at this stage of my life yeah I want to be able to talk and the music music what do you think about music christina you you look you look pensive i have lots of thoughts i mean i'm literally wearing a nirvana shirt i have so many thoughts about music and pubs and all of them are i love music and pubs um yeah but yes so i like a nice blend um i'm of course gonna lean more like rock emo punk um, I want to hear more of that and not a little less than like what's on the radio, but I really like nostalgic music. So any kind of nostalgic music, I, you know, I'm in the second half of my thirties. I'm not going to tell you exactly how old I am, but, um, anything that brings me back to like early two thousands or nineties, I'm going to go back to that pub because I like that music. Anything that's sort of like nostalgic eighties, nineties, early two thousands here for it. Love it. it. It's really, really nice. I also like to be able to hear myself think um and hear the conversations around me so it is a fine balance between the music being 
it's something that you can enjoy and listen to and it's not drowned out by people talking but equally you don't want to drown out your conversation by the music and I'm sure that there are people who know exactly what that formula is to get music <laughs> at the right level but I do really like music at pubs when I go to because I just love music listen to it constantly so it's a really important part of me and like what I like so just hitting that and and hitting the mix like I, I do think it's important not just to have one style of music the whole night um but to throw in some of those nostalgic songs or something a little bit surprising um I was at Brewdock years ago and then all of a sudden they put some metal on it and like as metalhead <laughs> I was like so excited and then it was like back to Britney Spears or something I love that like do that yeah. that's good <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, it makes us, it makes us so important. And, and, you know, Sam, I'm here. If I'm just like setting, suddenly getting like all my like nineties vibes. I'm like, yes. Like I was, I was at uh, the bald eagle the other day and it was just like, like, like groove armada for days. And I was like, yes, I am just here for like the, the, you know, it was like, I was in my chill out room, but I could talk, I could hear myself think it was just so nice. Or I'll also shout out like, um, at Doyle's Corner, they have a thing where you can, uh, you know, scan a QR code and then uh, it's a free jukebox kind of a thing. So that means people like me can go in and have like a reign of terror for hours of just forcing my musical taste onto other people. So I'm like, we're listening to the Divine Comedy now, everyone. This is all that's happening the rest of the night. But it, it will it will eventually mix. It will eventually mix. But it's a, it's a neat it's a neat thing. And of course, it doesn't work if it's super crowded because then other people are doing it. But yeah, I like it if it's... Uh, if it's that mix, and I do like having that little feeling of control, but it's again, it's at the right volume. So I could still talk. And I think that's important. Yeah. I think a jukebox, uh, like jukeboxes never really took off in Ireland. I think you see them in other countries. And I think it's really because it's free. Yeah. Like I love that it's free. It's just on your phone and it may not come up, but you haven't paid for it. So, you know, it's fine, but it, it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice touch, but yeah, I, I've definitely been to other places where music is, you, you know, where they've programmed very specific music for it. And sometimes it's, it's in slightly pretentious, you know, direction, but you know what, if it matches that, that particular place's vibe, I think it's, it's cool. It's all good. Yeah. But again, it's it getting that exact uh, sort of sound mix right, especially as the place gets crowded where, you know, you've already got people talking and you want to still have the music on and still have it, you know, audible, but not have it drown out, uh, you know, conversations. So I think uh, definitely that. And, and I think too, it's interesting. Um, places that do like the odd live music night, not talking about something that would be like a music venue. That's going to be like a whole different, a whole different thing. But I think that's nice too. If they, if you know, there's kind of a specific, like whether it's a trad night or something where they offer, um, you know, local musician space, I think that's nice too. But again, yeah. then I think you're going there for that instead of to chat. So you want, but you want to know, you want to know, which I think might lead us on to wait, 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 but wait, but wait, we're not done. Go for it, Christina. No, so I mentioned Brewdock, which is one of the mm. Galway Bay pubs. And yeah. um, when I said that they did the metal to whatever, anyway, yeah. I like Brewdock. So I like Galway Bay pubs tend to, I think, do a good blend of music. They but do. I was going to say, um, what is the Beer Temple, the newest one? They had live music on. Um, we did a meetup and it was great. The the guy was so great. He did a real, like speaking of, a really good mix of like old songs and new yeah. songs. And that was something that you could have a conversation with your friends kind of reminiscing and singing the songs, yeah. like, and just kind of enjoying. And so like, I think that's a good way also to do music, like definitely sad with the live music. But again, having that sort of 
um, mix. So that way the music then becomes the conversation with your friends. And I think that's, that's, that's really lovely. So more of that, please. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to see like, again, local musicians getting a, getting a space to perform. Yeah. And that's, it's yeah. just good to see that. Yeah. feels very community, community oriented. We like it. So definitely. And, and again, and then that was sort of a nice segue. Katie, what was it a nice segue to? I know you've got the list in front of you. It, this <laughs> was a nice segue onto the pub's tap list. It was a nice segue onto the pub's tap list because let, let's just be blunt. Sometimes I have no idea when the place is opening, if they're even open on a particular day, what's on tap. So let's just talk about how pubs communicate. And this is, again, some people are knocking this out of the park and others, mm. Mm, folks, folks, I don't know. Go, Christina, you're making the face. No, like I, my frustration is when you have a list of like 500 different beers and you only have like three of them and that's an exaggeration, but like, don't do that. Like don't have a written list of all these beers and then not have them. That's just really frustrating as a customer. Um, I know it's expensive to keep printing them. So don't have other options. Um, like underdog has their televised tap list that's amazing I love that I'm obsessed with yeah. that you can get yeah. you can get it on your phone as well again love that obsessed with that more of that and I love in the underdog when one disappears and you're there standing at the screen like, waiting ooh. to refresh going I wonder you're about to go to the bar and you're like no I know there's one missing and they're about to tap it so I'm going to wait and see what it is before I before I uh, commit to my next yes drink, I think is really 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 good Definitely. Or, and I love that it's on your phone and you can find out before you go, you can make that kind of list and be like, hmm, you know, plan ahead. So and shout out to that app that I have on my phone. Drink Irish, is it? Yes. Yes. Drink Irish is, is really trying to like build that up. And I, I know I've certainly like checked some things in for them to be like, oh, this is on here. This is on here. So it's nice to see some of that growing. Um, and And actually, now that I say that, I'm realizing I should have done that yesterday when I was at a pub that just started having local beer on and I didn't do it. So I'm a bad person. I have to go back and contribute to the, to the collective. So, yeah. So for those who don't know Drink Irish, you can, if you go into a pub and you find out that they have good craft beer, you can, you can declare it online and then all, everyone else will know, ah, ah, that pub never used to have craft beer. I exactly. want to go there now because now they do. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. And and definitely like some other places I've lived in, and especially Philly, where there was there was a whole Philly tap finder and you could see everyone and everyone subscribed to it. And I know some of this can be an untapped as well, but I feel like some of the hyper local ones just work better than than everyone having to become an untapped verified venue. Cause I feel like there's baggage with that. And that's without getting into too much to that. But I I do think there there are lots of opportunities. And I think it's taplist.io is what um is what they're using at underdog to power both the website and what's on the screens. And I think that is a great option. I would love to see more people doing that. I mean, they have to have some kind of variety in their lineup, certainly to make it worthwhile, but absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, I still think of like, um, you know, back in the day, and this is, this would be like the early or even like late nineties, early two thousands going to, going to DC and going to the, um, the, the brew skeller uh, or the beer skeller and they have the big book you know big printed book of all of their taps you know and all of the cans and bottles and like two-thirds of them would not be there and then you'd just spend the rest of the time being like okay I'm just going to keep 
going until we hit on one that's actually available. And we don't have that problem here just because no one has like a 200 page list, but yeah, like that was never a good experience. Mm -hmm. So no, it's a thing that makes me, I, I won't come back because, you know, then, because, you know, you get excited. You kind of have this idea. Oh, I want to go there. I want to have this. And then you go there and they don't have it. And you're kind of like, uh, I thought I came yeah. this. And it's just really frustrating. And I just think, you know, back to accessibility, there's just better ways to make things more accessible to your, to your customers, especially, you know, people want many different ways of being able to 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 read or access this information and just having like a printed menu probably isn't the best option when there's other ways that are more accessible to yeah. many different kinds of people yeah. and many different people who have different preferences on how they want to to want to access it and like I do like having something you know on my phone so that way I don't have to go up to the bar and crowd around the bar to figure out what I want like it's much nicer to be able to see them from the big screens like they have an underdog or on the app on my phone so I can actually just sit there and have a look and not kind of crowd at the bar and then I can actually like think and debate again not crowding the bar um yeah. which I think is nice and um and I just think also updating whatever you have on tap on your actual tap so like if you've changed the beer please change the fisheye and everything because you walk up and you'll go out and have that and they go well actually that's something completely different now and we just haven't bothered to update what we have physically yeah. at the tap let alone yeah. te technologically yeah or sometimes you'll go and and you know there'll be three different you know lines kicked and they've just got sort of a plastic cup over and you're like mm. and I get you know mm. sometimes places are crowded or you know people were ill or you know you didn't have the staff so the, it's one thing when it happens from time to time it's when it's you know, kind of a pattern, you're like, mm, you're expecting to see something there and it's just not there. So it's it's certainly frustrating. And I think that goes to, you know, again, like, what, are, are you providing a welcoming atmosphere and are people getting what they yeah. expect? But, but I, again, I think just to circle back on the whole kind of communication piece, I think, you know, well, I'll say many, not all, but especially like many, I would say, especially sort of Irish pubs and bars, will not tell you when they are open and like no. you have to like go to the website that's not updated go to instagram maybe that's right and i feel like i have to go to like four different places yeah to to and i think post-covid it's it's so unpredictable if they yeah. have a day where they're closed and nobody knows or if they don't open early maybe they only open at two or they only open at four yeah we want to know because like we we're, we want to spend our money somewhere please help definitely. us definitely and so again this is this is just to say there's a lot of it some people that were doing an amazing job or absolutely on top of here's our opening hours or oh hey we're closed today for a you know a staff party or whatever you know great just just let people know but i mean i think like anything and this is gonna sound boring in corporate but unless you make those things part of someone's job where you know they're kind of measured on it and again it's not a fun thing but like it doesn't get done. So I feel like if you're just leaving it up to like whoever happens to be on st like on staff today, these things don't happen. So, um, but, but again, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, there's, there's some thought in it that goes into it. You know, there's something intentional about making sure that someone is the person who does that. Someone is the person who, you know, just like someone's going to come in and unlock the door. You need someone to be like, Oh, we open at two today and here's what's on tap. So. Definitely. And uh, and now we're peeking about someone. Staff, mm -hmm. staff is so important in a pub, and they can make you or break you, right? Definitely, and they can make you want to say, 
I'm never going back to that place or oh my god that person was so nice let me tip you all my money (laughs) yeah and I think again I think we have to shout out like most of the time like pubs here you get and like it, it sounds stereotypical but you get an amazing welcome even if it's not a great air quotes pub you still get like it's very different from going to like, I would say a bar in America or a bar in say London. It It's very different. Like people here are like really welcoming you. They'll chat with you. It's, it's a very different vibe. I don't think I've ever had with the exception of one place, bad service in a craft beer bar in Dublin point blank period. Don't think it's ever happened. Like it's just, the staff are always really kind and welcoming. Um, Typically when we go, we do like beer ladies events and they're always so accommodating, so kind, make sure everyone is well taken care of. I have nothing but good things to say about pubs in Ireland. My experience has not quite been the same at pubs in the US. Um, And that's (laughs) that's the drama. But um, (laughs) here in Ireland, I don't think I've had about it maybe once, but I don't maybe one exception but and I would say again I'd say most of the time people actually kind of go what above what I would expect where if someone's being problematic in the bar someone will ask them to leave and will you know make sure that either that person gets a taxi home or that person is otherwise you know not bothering people I know Christina you and I had that experience not too long ago where they made sure that the fella got on his way home and you know no harm done and they were lovely about it it didn't seem you know, bad. It, it just yeah, they were good, really good at de-escalating the situation, definitely. which could have definitely escalated as the gentleman was really intoxicated. Um, but they de-escalated it really quickly. So um it's not something I think bar staff should have to do, but unfortunately it's something that they they do do. And I was incredibly impressed um with the way that they handled it. And yeah, you know, again, we'll be back there lots of times oh 100 yeah. actually don't i uh, think about it i don't actually think i've had any bad experiences at craft beer pubs i said one exception because i always like to give myself like an out <laughs> but I, I i actually don't think i've yeah and, and i feel like we'll, we'll circle back to what those tend to be like because i feel like they happen in a specific category of of things but uh but again like shout out to again the folks at crew who are so wonderful we love everyone at crew where again the staff know everything and they've got the um they ask for Angela um program there too and I think that's really good and I've seen that at crew and I've seen that at a couple places in Belfast as well but I think that kind of thing is so important to have staff trained on just how to again either de-escalate a situation or just you know be aware of what's going on again not that they should have to but I think it's important that that you know that kind of you know training and understanding is available for sure yeah, but again, just to circle back on on the bad experience to turn it into a good thing, I think we've all been in one of those situations where you're you're waiting at the bar, you're waiting at the bar, you're waiting at the bar, and they serve every man, and you're still yeah. just standing there at the bar. And again, this has not happened to me in Ireland more than once, um, but it's happened to me a lot in the U.S. and it's happened to me yep. a lot in the U.K. And I've always been like am I invisible? Like what's, what's going on here? And I feel like it's even, it's more at, and I'm going to air quote it here, craft beer bars and pubs than at kind of other ones for some reason. So, and, and I will just say that girls talk 
So we will tend to avoid those pubs because yep. we know that, yeah, maybe we're not welcome there. I don't know. Yep. And the craft beer community, even though it's big in places, it's small. It, we know each other. And if you pull that stuff, we're all going to tell each other and we're not going to come. Um, because that that is absolutely something that's happened to me in the U.S. Like I've just been passed over, over and over again. And I'm like, I have the same money. I'm going to tip you. I don't understand. Yeah. And you're there with I'm either money or your phone. And you're like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, right why here. are you ignoring? I'm going to tip you. I'm going to tip you as much as him, probably more. To be honest, because I, you know, I worked in restaurants and stuff like that. And yeah. I always in the US tip high. I mean, I even t- I tip in Ireland, you don't have to tip. Um, but it, it, like what what is the thought process behind people who do that? And then also what I get in the States, which I've not gotten here, is the pop quiz or that, you know, condescending attitude, like like I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you asked for like a, an IPA. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Or do you know that's a dark beer? That's the other one I used to get. I feel like that's changed, but I used to get the, do you know that's a dark beer? I'm like, yes. Now, like, huge caveats with this. I haven't lived in the States in 12 years. And um, since I've been back to visit, like my family that lives there, I haven't had this happen. So yeah. things might have changed drastically. I'm hoping that they have in the time that I've been gone. But when I was younger and I was living there, it was definitely something that I experienced. Yeah, no, no, same. And the, yeah, this thing, it's, it's been a long time since I've had it, but it used to be a really common thing when you would, mm-hmm. and it was always, again, um, wildly, you know, wildly sort of stereotyping. It would always be sort of a younger dude bartender who just kind of needed to think he was cool. And you're like, ah, this is so frustrating. But again, I think, yeah, it just comes back to though, like how you train and what you expect of your staff, especially if they don't know anything about what you have on tap. When you say, oh, do you have a local beer? And there's a pause and they're like, Carlsberg? And you're like, hmm. And again, it's not the fault of that person. They just don't know. But if that's not part of the, the program and you want to be a craft beer pub or you know, at least have some options, I think. Um, and again, I, I don't think this is by any, by any means saying everyone needs to be a craft beer pub or whatever. But I, again, one of my favorite examples is there's this great place in, in the Philly suburbs called Capone's. And it's still this old school Italian place that has like all your shitty macro beers and but like local crowd that's been there for decades and the most amazing craft beer lineup anywhere. And both audiences, if you like, perfectly happily coexist. And, you know, these these waitresses who've been working there for probably 40 years know everything because they've been trained, but they also are not going to be like, judgy or weird if that's not what you're into or you know it, it's yeah. they're able to cater to multiple audiences and again I think pubs here do that anyway but it's just nice to see that kind of again inclusivity and it, it comes back down you know how are you how are you onboarding people what are you you know what's the training do they have other opportunities to learn stuff so yeah and I think that's important like if your staff wants to learn more than and you want to have that reputation of being a good craft beer place then like pay them yep. to train maybe get them a beer server you know in the cicerone program like pay for that and pay for their time pay them for this because that stuff is really important and your staff should be obviously paid for it but it it will definitely attract and keep people coming back to the place if you have that educated staff if that's what you want to exactly be for if you just want to have a couple taps on you know, still train your staff and that's fine. But if you want to be known for that, then it might be worth if there's interest in paying for your staff member 
to go learn that. Um, Cause I think that's pretty cool. You're here. That's just my opinion though, but. How about you, Katie? You look like you have other thoughts on the peopling behind the bar. The people in behind the bar? Well, I suppose I'm Irish. We're known for our pubs. We're known for our bar staff. And I will just say, my God, the Irish bar staff are the quickest. Oh, my God. Come last orders or whatever, and the bar is crowded and your people are shouting from all angles. It's like they get it and they get it right all the time. You know, how do they do it? I don't know. I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. <laughs> and then you go to somewhere else and they just don't have that. It's a skill. It's a skill. Oh, yeah. That's think. the thing. Like, yeah, because it's treated as a proper, you know, skill, like you say, or, or a career. It's not just this thing someone's doing as a summer job yeah. and they're going to move on. It's a proper, you know, skill with, with you know, respect. So, And, and that's important. I think that we need to, to respect as customers. We need yeah. to really respect bar staff. Um, and bar staff should be paid accordingly because it is a skill and it is a career and it is important and it's a hard job, you know, figuring out what people want to drink and answering the questions. Oh, what do you like? You know, what do you like to do this? And having, you know, like we saw Lisa having the right skills to kind of deescalate the situation and get people out like that. That is a incredibly skilled set of like things that you have to do in order to be like an, an amazing person at a bar and I yeah like Katie said Ireland is full of you know just highly skilled people um and you know and so they should be paid accordingly and respected accordingly um because just I'm always blown away with how amazing and you know what is. even if they're just college students and they're doing it for the summer they should, they still, still should be, be paid still and respected, respected accordingly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because everybody's time is valuable no matter where you are and how much you've worked. Everybody's time is valuable and important and they should be paid well. Here, here. Unionize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so next on our agenda is food. Food. I have thoughts. I have I have thoughts. What my, my thought though is always like, why? Why can I not get lovely soft pretzels with beer cheese here as a snack? Because you literally just pop them in a microwave and they're gorgeous. And I, I would love to see them here because you can get them in Germany. You can get them all over the U.S. I would love to see them in Ireland. But again, this is my personal, like, you know, my my quest, my sort of whole, you know, quixotic, quixotic kind of, you know, crusade is like, I would really like there to be soft pretzels with beer cheese, especially because we have amazing cheese here. Just saying. Such anyway, cheese. Cheese is amazing. Saying. And and oh. I love, you know, even if it's not a pub that has full food, I like food personally. Like I like, you know, I want to be able to either get a meal or have some snacks, but like good bar snacks, like again, like your soft pretzel, or again, I'm going to, going to shout out the cat and cage. Cause it's got these little Mac and cheese balls that are just, just gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. Cat and cage has some of the best bar food, like bar none. Like when we were there, Lisa got me hooked on the mac and cheese bites but i am obsessed with their tacos which the are tacos fantastic. are good yeah the pizza is out of this world like they have gluten-free crust you know oh my god like the food at the cat and cage is just it's a whole nother level like yeah they're doing so it so right. good it's so good and i like uh, that they have like little snacky options you can have a yeah. little you know some little snacks here and there um, so you don't have to get a big meal if you just want a few little things to like nibble on while you're drinking. But yes, cat and cage for food. Oh my God. Yes. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I am all here for 
snacky food because you pop in and you don't intend to have that third pint but sometimes you do and you're like you're like oh I'm starting to get a bit peckish here now so I'd love some snacks and then if you want to stay for a meal not everybody has to have absolutely proper food they can have some just snacky food and that's fine and if you do want to do food you don't have to do everything pick pick something and yeah, do it really well you know? here, here. Yeah. And I've and, even been places that just do bread and butter, just really good, like freshly baked bread and lovely salted butter. And again, we could do that. There's amazing butter in this country. Just saying that would be a simple option. You can partner with a local bakery. It doesn't have to be something you're doing in-house. It's just available. So. Well, well, even years ago, we had a beer ladies event out at four provinces. Um, they had mm. like, you know, their pub and tap room. Um, amazing, which is also just an amazing place to go. They do, oh, just love that place. But they do, well, w- when we were there, like toasted sandwiches. It's just, it's the same thing. You all get the same thing. And then, you know, Bob's your uncle, you eat it or wear it. But it was really good. Like, yeah. it's just a nice toasted sandwich. So it doesn't have to be like that complicated. Definitely. You know, just offer like a vegetarian and a non-vegetarian option. And, and then you're good. Like, yeah, I thought that was brilliant. And yeah, I th- I completely agree, Katie, when you're saying you don't have to, and Lisa, when you just say you don't have to have a, you don't just do just do what you do well you know just absolutely (laughs) yeah exactly can't be fries (laughs) no absolutely and fine as well (laughs) which are fine yeah and and definitely there are pubs that I would go to for a meal and pubs that I would go to for snacks or even again lovely cheese board I'm saying you don't have to do it there it could be something you partner with but well love a good cheese board you know these are all good you know nibbly things but um I, I do like there to be nibbles, even if you don't have a full food offering, but the nibbles to be, again, like more than just like, here is your bag of crisps, like time and place. Good. But you know, I also like to settle in for a while and also get some, get some food and make sure that, you know, you're not becoming that problem customer. You know, you want to yeah. stay on an even keel. So, so I think we are fans of food in the pubs, but we are saying do what you do well, doesn't have to be complicated. Just, you know, do what works for, for your customers. So exactly so we're coming to uh non-alcoholic options as well Mm, really important very important important. very important and i am loving this whole non-alcoholic trend that is happening and you're actually having non-alcoholic beer on tap now in ireland it's like what i think that's amazing like i in my ideal world i would be switching from an alcoholic beer or two to then a non-alcoholic one and then back and forth and back, you know, as you go on. That doesn't always happen. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm incorporating a lot more non-alcoholic, like to be honest with you, during the week, like doing events like this, doing our podcast recording, I prefer to drink non-alcoholic um, because the beer is getting better and better, right? It doesn't it is. just kind of taste watery like, you know, it was years ago and the options are just more numerous or even low ABV. But yeah. I think having non-alcoholic options are incredible for, you know, designated drivers, for people like us who just want some non-alcoholic options, for people who want to switch it up, for pregnant people, for, you know, people who are breastfeeding. Like this is definitely something that's come up in like beer ladies things. Like, can you recommend more non-alcoholic options? You know, I'm breastfeeding or I'm pregnant and I want to, so to be able to go to the pub with your mates when you're you know, doing one of those two things and having an option and not having to have a sparkling water, for example, when you could have a, you know, zero percent or whatever is really nice option. Yeah. 
You know, like yeah. I, I, you don't fall off the face of the earth when you're one of those two things. And I, and I think, I think it's important that those options are there. And I know they're there for everybody, but I think that's also something that you're opening up for, 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 you know, people in that category as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and I think, again, I would, I would give a shout out to you know, the people who are putting on, like you said, all that, that better non-alcoholic stuff. That is fantastic. And, and even if you have more than just like, you know, oh, here is your, you know, Coke or whatever, if you're there with your kids or something, if they can get something that's actually good, like maybe there's like a locally, you know, well, some places get really fancy and like make their own sodas and like, you don't have to go that far, but if that's something you do, that's pretty great if they make their own you know, whatever it is, whether it's their own sort of root beer, which I'm air quoting or something else. Like, I think that's always nice too, to see those other things. But I, yeah, I love that I can go, especially like if I'm like doing the school run, but I've got an hour to kill beforehand. If I can go and have my, my Guinness zero while I'm just hanging out with a book. No, no complaints. That's nice to have those options. No, I still yeah. haven't had a Guinness zero zero and it is on my list because everyone says it's so good. So I must try that. It is good. Yeah. Although I've got the, the new dot brew non-alcoholic in my, uh, in my fridge waiting for me. So did you get it? I got it. Is yeah. this the one brewed with the special yeast? Yes. Yeah, with the... like the special New Zealand yeast. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. But yeah, but that's but... exactly why I got it. Same thing to be like, have something to have during the week where, you know, you just trying to keep it low key. So yeah, but I'd love to see more of that kind of thing, both on tap and, um, in cans. And, and I think too, to expand that to not just the non-alcoholic, but like the gluten-free ones too. So I think it's nice Definitely. to be making sure things are, you know, that people are catered to. And I, I know Katie, you and I were chatting uh, with Patty at the underdog about, do you label the gluten-free beer as gluten-free or not? Because sometimes it puts people off, but other times people want to know and want to, you yeah. know, we're seeking that out, whether it's for health reasons or, um, you know, that maybe they're just sort of looking for that. Cause I will say, I think it's great. Cause I had a beer the other day uh, that was a gluten-free beer, but was not labeled as such. And I only found out when I went to like, check it in on my untap. And I was like, Hmm, would I have bought it if I had known since that's not what I was looking for. And also if that was what you were looking for, but it wasn't labeled in any way at, you know, on the taps, how do you, how do you know? So there's definitely more to do there in terms of like how you're labeling things, but again, more options for more people, I think here for it. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Where are we now on our list? Ooh. Sports, yay or nay? I like both for different reasons. You know, sometimes I do like to go to those pubs that actively do not have the sports. Uh, and again, Katie, you and I at the underdog the other day where we were like, we're, we're at a refuge, like a rugby free you know, <laughs> refuge. More because places get so crowded, you know, but other times... I want to go watch the game with people. So it yeah. kind of really depends. So I think it's great if you do cater for it, but also if you don't, if you explicitly are like, we don't have TVs, tell people so that yeah. people know there's an option. Yeah. Like I, I like the sports, but I ideally like sports when there's um, different, you talked about this, Lisa, like different spaces within the pub. So there's a place yeah. where you can go watch the match and then there's places where you can like not watch the match. Yeah. So I think that's good because sometimes I'm interested in what match is on and sometimes I'm not. So yeah. I think it's good if there's like different spaces because it gets really crowded and it can be really loud or people yelling at the telly and that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, sports and going out to the pub is a, it's a great tradition. And I think yeah. it's something I enjoy doing and it's something I enjoy doing with my friends. But, you know, if I'm not interested in the match, I don't watch rugby. Um, 
you know, it's good to know that the game is on so I can avoid going there at that time or, you know, that there's more spaces in the pub and I can just go to where the, not, the game is not playing. Definitely. Yeah. So I think, again, this goes back to the communication is like, just tell people what you're yeah. planning and, you know, people can, can plan accordingly and you'll still get, like, you'll still get a good crowd. You'll just get the crowd that's getting what they expected, which, which I think is nice. Exactly. Sure. And where are we? Oh, we're nearly at our end. And is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that you think makes a pub a good pub or a great pub? I'm going to say um, when I was uh, living in Berlin during the winter, one thing I really, really liked there, which I'm, and I've, I've been thinking about this and I'm thinking maybe it's not done because maybe it's a fire hazard or something. But when you're coming into the pub, they have their main door, but then inside their main door, they'll have a heavy curtain or two that you go through and it keeps the oh, warmth yes. in the in the pub and the door stays cold and, and you don't get the draft every time someone opens the door and I just found that to be I was like why don't we have this in Ireland it's amazing <laughs> and it's so cheap cost effective simple but then I'm thinking maybe there's a reason we don't have it and I just haven't figured that out mm, yeah but you're right it's it's nice to come in and just not get that draft you know immediately especially yeah. if you're sitting near the door mm, yeah I do think temperature is a good thing to consider that good thing mm. you brought up Katie because that's my pet peeve in pubs in Ireland when they have the fire going like way too long into like the spring and summer and it's approximately 10,000 degrees in the pub um <laughs> and it's it's the same thing like it'll be cold outside and it's a million degrees in the pub like I, that's a fine thing to hit right and I don't yeah. I think it's hard to hit right and that's a frustrating thing for me like trying to find a pub that has that happy balance where I don't feel like I'm cooking um, inside. But yeah, when pubs have the fire going and it is like, you know, 25 degrees out and you're like, why? Why are you here to me? It's so hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. And again, like fire fireplace, do they have one? Do they not? Like, cause sometimes, like you say, you really want that. If it's cold, you, oh, it's lovely to go to a pub. It's got the fire and just sit and, but you're right. But in the summer or even in just like, you know, say it's March. So, you know, it'd be like, uh, it could be really warm. Could be too warm. Could be really too warm or, you know, the opposite. Could be freezing. But, yeah. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. But yeah, just put the fire. I don't know. Like there, it's it's. I, this is why I don't own or run a pub because I don't have the <laughs> capacity to know any of this, and I will leave it to the skilled people who do. But that, oh my gosh! And then you're just, oh no. Yeah. No. And and then my my other like I know I have a whole miscellaneous category, but mine I understand that they are unique to me, and that I am a weirdo to want to know about some of these things. But I love it if the pub tells you something about their history, even if it's mm. relatively new. Just. Mm give you some context to say, you know, either, hey, my friends and I founded this five years ago because we wanted to, you know, have X community or whatever. Or if it is like a 250 year old pub, tell me about that. Even if it's maybe not all of it's real, still tell yeah. me what, what you want to tell me about it, you know, and then I can kind of figure out what's what's real and what's not. And obviously, if your pub is haunted, I want you to tell me your pub is haunted because, you know, this is important. So I, I second the motion. Like I, I want your folklore. 
I don't necessarily, and you know, need it to be true or factual. Exactly. Um, but I like the fun stories. You know, just make sure that you're framing it as this is the folklore and not exactly. you know whatever. But I love that. I I think that that adds to the ambiance. Like you know, oh, did did, did you see the you know the ghost of whatever. I love that. And I think that's a big draw for pubs for me. I will absolutely 1000% go to a pub that has a good story and good folklore and ghost stories. I will go out of my way to go there. Um, So yeah, I completely agree with you, Lisa, and I totally second the motion. Yes. All right. So everyone get get your ghosts. We want to know. We want to know. Although then, you know, it can go overboard too. I have a ghost. Oh, I love the ghost. I love the ghost. Uh, Cause like you go to York and every pub has like a list outside of like what ghosts haunt the pub. And you're like, okay, um, it's still fun, but it, you're like, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for it. Go on Katie. One, one thing I kind of like is like um, board games. Yeah, that's fun. Yes. Or the occasional pub quiz, but not too serious, you know, like a, uh, you know, yeah low-key pub quiz yeah definitely like all of that kind of stuff I also think that um you should have time or spaces like this is in an ideal world an ideal pub where people can come in and knit or draw um crochet or cross stitch um can can kind of do those kind of activities because like going out to a pub and doing that with friends is like a really nice thing to do and I know some pubs aren't like really keen on that I don't know why um because they're afraid we're going to stab you with our crochet hook (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I think giving people space and opportunity to kind of do that um I think is also like really cool um drawing as well like it's anything that's not going to actually cause a mess to the pub um like come in have your Yu-Gi-Oh battle or your magic battle whatever you want to do you know definitely yeah cards against humanity in pub lots of fun that's that's been I've been to a couple places that have that and that's it's just fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly totally agree and I think one thing that we have have we not mentioned it yet what about the beer uh see because we have to you know we have to summarize right this is why we go to the pub so we will end will we end on the beer we'll, uh, we'll, oh, end, we'll, on the beer. we'll end on the beer yeah definitely oh gosh it's such a big thing because I I feel like there are one or two I'll say non-craft beer pubs that I will go to just because they are lovely, but I don't necessarily linger in them because I'll have the one beer. If I, again, if there's some other reason for me to be there, but if it's a if it's got the the lineup I'm looking for, I'll be there longer. So I like that yeah. you've got the variety. I like that you know what's on tap, but but also I feel like it's it's not a guarantee. I think I feel like it is here, but in a way that it's not in some other places that you clean your tap lines if you're a proper craft beer bar and that's not always true other places so yeah yeah there are I definitely think... some pubs where I, I sorry Katie that I just look at and I'm like I'm not gonna drink that beer because I don't know how long it's been on here and this is not the, I don't trust it because I've gotten burned yep <laughs> yep I think we've all we've all gotten burned because we were always like oh my god this beer I remember that from last summer and it's on tap here. And then it's like, that yeah. should that should be, that should set the alarm bells off, right? Straight away. That <laughs> it, it hasn't moved. It hasn't moved. It's been sitting there, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Clean lines. We can tell. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. And th there was a pub I used to go to called the, the Teku Tavern in, in Seattle, where they would have the date when they last cleaned the tap lines up above the bar and like what date they tapped what. And it was, again, all this digital display and it was all just part of the system. But that was that was really cool. It was nice to know that that was, you know, they thought that was so important that they were going to tell you. And it was it was always just really top notch stuff. So it was just nice to see them take that, you know, put put that much importance on it. And 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 as well they should, because that's, you know, people are doing all this work behind the scenes. Why not get a little, you know, a little credit for it? So. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Although I think too, I have to, I have to bang my drum too. Cask, please. Um, I would like some cask lines, please. But again, because this goes back to, it's gotta be fresh. It's gotta be kept well, because if it's not, I, I mean, we've all had those situations where, you know, you're, you're in England, you're excited, you're getting something, and then it tastes like vinegar, and you're like, why? Yeah. Uh, and again, this is not everywhere, but I've definitely been been there and had it happen relatively recently, and I've been like, uh, why? And I understand why. Like, it is a hard job, like we've been saying, but mm. also, I, I do think if we got, you know, proper cask going again here, people would get excited about it and make sure they yeah. drink it fresh. So again, we've all volunteered as tribute to come and, you know, do the job. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. But, but maybe just, just to go on the beer a little bit more before we finish up too, I think, again, having that variety on tap where it's not just like we've talked about 17 different hazy IPAs. Yeah. Or even that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think in Ireland, you just get so many macro taps and you might have the token craft tap, but is yep. it really craft? Is it really craft, <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Is it? Is it big beer masquerading as craft? You know? Yeah, exactly. they love to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you know, it's so frustrating. Like, like you go to any, I'd say almost any concert or entertainment venue here, and there's nothing else. Not even like a fake crafty tap. It's just you know, here is your Heineken, and you know, if you're lucky, here's your Guinness. Sometimes it's here's your Heineken and here's your Island's Edge, and then why so yeah uh yeah but but again that's why my again my my pro tip is go go to the oak before any shows at the olympia because that way you don't have to have a terrible beer at the olympia so it's uh uh no good no yeah. boy no i was at the gaiety at the weekend not i i drove <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh. And on that note, we shall leave it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we, we'll just wrap up to say, here are a lot of things we think are nice. But but again, we know that those of you who are other beer nerds, you're already thinking about the beer. You're already going places because they have a good tap list, because they look after it. And again, I would say really high on the list because you know the staff there know their stuff and are lovely people and you know want to make sure you have a good time. So we would also love to hear from your thoughts, listeners. So yeah, what definitely. are things you like, you know, or what are things that drive you crazy? Are there places you avoid because they do X or Y? Or are you with us and you're like, comfy chairs, please. We just want to sit and relax and enjoy a pint and, uh, and you know, not, not feel stiff getting up. Yeah. That's, uh, that's big. Even if you're, even if you're not old, even if you're not old, just to be comfortable so again we'd love to hear your thoughts but with that we will go ahead and wrap up so i will say again you can find us at beer ladies pod on all of the things you can go to our link tree to go ahead and buy us a pint if you want to buy some of our merch we love to see folks out in the wild with uh, 
either some of our badges or t-shirts or, or all of the things. So don't be, uh, don't be shy. We have all fits, all styles. There's something for everyone. Uh, but I would say again, on that note, thank you so much. So thank you, Christina and Katie, and we will see you all again next week. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.